Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Final Word Podcast tonight as we continue to celebrate the 28 black films that everyone must see for Black History Month. We'll be airing a new episode of this series each night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Each film we feature is a must-see as it reflects the real-life circumstances that many black people have experienced and can relate to. Watch as these films represent a community with a rich and significant contribution to the world. These movies are in no particular order. Don't see a particular movie on the list? Email us at the Final Word Podcast at yahoo.com. We'll be returning to our previous Sunday night format to discuss current events, politics, and hot button issues soon. So, so stay tuned. This Sunday, we will be talking about police, anti black violence, and this trend of violence in America. Thank you to all of our listeners and members of both our Facebook discussion page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the final word podcast and our almost 30,000 Twitter followers at the final word POD who kept the conversation going during our hiatus. And special thanks to all of our listeners at home who join us live or download our show through both blogtalkradio.com and our platform on iTunes. I'm Angel, your host of the final word podcast listeners on blogtalkradio.com and iTunes live tonight can call in and share their thoughts at 347-826-7899. Callers, I already see you in the queue. 347-826-7899. And let's see who gets the final word. Tonight's film, 2004, Ray. Ray, I ain't going to beat around the bush with you. <laughs> you going blind. The doctor saying nothing they can do, so we got to do it ourselves. Remember how many stairs there were? Four. Good. Now what we're gonna do, I'm gonna teach you three notes. And this, this is the first note right here. Play that. How y'all doing tonight? In ways no one could imagine. I hear like you see, like that hummingbird outside the window, for instance. I can't hear her. You hear that? A heart just gives a beat. <laughs> he broke barriers no one thought possible. If you want me to do something special, I'm going to need my own band. Okay. But you're going to have to make it work, Ray. Yeah, well, I'm going to make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
played what no one else dared. Nobody's ever combined R&B and gospel before. You're turning God's music into sex. All y'all going straight to hell. If all of y'all want me to keep playing, let me hear you say amen. Hey. You know I had my eye on you all night long. He feels a risk because he figures that's the way to tell she's good looking or not. worth losing everything. Ray, this isn't some judge in Indiana. Our lawyers will do what they can. When I walk out that door, I walk out alone in the dark. I'm trying to do something that nobody ever done in music and business. The innovator of soul, Ray Charles. Giving you a state-of-the-art deal here. I produced my own records. I was wondering if I could, uh, all my masters too. Ray, we've never done that before. That's a better deal than Sinatra gets. Yeah. Jamie Foxx. Legendary soul musician Ray Charles is portrayed by Jamie Foxx in this Oscar-winning biopic. Young Ray watches his seven-year-old brother drown at the age of seven. When he loses his sight at the age of nine, his hard-working mother urges him not to feel sorry for himself. He rises through the ranks of the Seattle jazz scene, struggling with drug addiction and infidelity while on the road. Supported by his wife, Ray Charles redefines soul music and inspires a generation. Charles became blind at age nine, two years after witnessing the drowning death of his little brother. In a memory that haunted his life, he stood nailed on the spot where the little boy drowned in a bath basin. Why didn't Ray act to save him? For the same reason all seven-year-olds do dumb and strange things, because they are newly in possession of the skills of life and can be paralyzed by emotional overload. No one seeing the scene in Ray, Taylor Hackford's considerable music biography, would think to blame the boy, but he never forgives himself. If he had already been blind, he could not have blamed himself for the death and would not have carried the lifelong guilt that, the movie argues, contributed to his eventual drug addiction. Would he also then have not been driven to become the consummate artist that he was? Who can say? For that matter, what role did blindness play in his genius? Did it make him so alive to sound that he became a better musician? Let me put this salve on. I got some Dr. McCloud. No, I don't like it. It stings. Boy, get up here. I paid a whole dollar for it. It better work. Now hold up your head like the doctor said. This is going to make you feel better. Ray, come on in for dinner. And stop rubbing those eyes. 
ain't gonna beat around the bush with you. You going blind. The doctor's saying nothing they can do, so we gotta do it ourselves. Yeah, but I know, but... Stop it. Stop it right now. We ain't got no time for no tears. Ain't nobody gonna have no pity on you just because you're going blind. Now wipe them eyes. Yes, Okay, I'll show you how to do something once. I'll help you if you mess up twice. But the third time, you're on your own. Because that's the way it is in the world. All right, now get up. Remember, you going blind, but you ain't stupid. <coughs> Remember how many stairs there were? Four. Good. You're going to have to learn how to use your memory. Now turn around. And I want you to hold out your hands and use them as your eyes and find a door. Mm. That's real good, baby. Certainly he was so attuned to the world around him that he never used a cane or a dog. For Charles, blindness was more of an attribute than a handicap. You sung tenor in Jesus is my shepherd, right? Yes. How'd you pick me out? Actually, I, uh, I hear like you see. Like that hummingbird outside the window, for instance. I can't hear her. You have to listen. Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. Uh-oh. You hear that? What? Her heart just gave to be. You like my record? The one that King B was playing. It was very nice. Different than the others. I've heard a lot of your music. Was it very nice, too? Look, Miss Antoine, if you don't really like the record, you ain't got to beat around the bush with me. I mean, my mama never did. It's not that I don't enjoy your music. It's just that I feel I've heard it before. I keep wondering what the real Ray Charles sound like. Ray Charles? Who's he? Nobody, if you don't know. Sorry, I should have kept my mouth shut. Oh, no, no. Then you wouldn't be you. You know, it's not like I haven't heard that before. I guess I just uh, never really listened, that's all. Ain't nobody ever put it that sweet, I guess. Jamie Foxx suggests the complexities of Ray Charles in a great, exuberant performance. He doesn't do the singing. That's all Ray Charles on the soundtrack. But what would be the point? Ray Charles was deeply involved in the project for years until his death in June of that year. And the film had access to his recordings, so of course it should use them. But nobody else could sing like Ray Charles. What Fox gets just right is the physical Ray Charles and what an extrovert he was. Not for Ray, the hesitant blind man of cliche feeling his way, afraid of the wrong step. In the movie and in life, he was adamantly present in body as well as spirit, filling a room physically dominant, interlaced with other people. As Ray Charles himself showed, he may have been blind, but he was far from stupid. Ah, uh, come on, Keith. It's not that complicated. Now, let's just play it again. As a B-flat, C7, scan it up and triple it off the back end. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 that's it. Ray, 
What did I tell you about cooking in the dark? Are you trying to burn the house down? I think about it, Marlene. I, I, what do I need the light for? Well, you don't need to be cooking anyway. We brought you takeout from Oscars. Well, get your money back. I got a ticket right here. Come on, Seven, I'm gonna try this. Yeah, about time. Mm. Yeah, that's home cooked right there. Mm. No, thank you. For most of the time, we need a little hot sauce. Be perfect. Yeah. So what Jack Lauderdale have to say? Oh, I clocked him coming out the gate. The man was a two-bit hustler. Oh, I see. Yeah, it turns out that the only hit that Swing Time ever had was Open the Door Richard, which was a joke record. Yeah, well, what about him recording me? Oh, he'll record you. We paid the freight. Scratch a line, find the thief. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? This. You see, I saw Jack Lauderdale tonight, and he gave me $500 advance on my record. He also said he'd put me on the road with Low Folsom and pay me three times as much as you've been paying. Now, that's a lie. Ain't no way he gonna put some blind man on the road. Think about it. I mean, you you need watching out for him. He ain't got the time to look after you the way I've been looking at you. Is that what you've been doing? Is he watching out for me? Is that why you get paid double what I do? Who told you that? Well, it's true, ain't it? You and Marlene have been gaming me since I got here. Ray, baby, listen. I've got to listen to you. Look, Ray, I, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Then why aren't you talking? Um, look, Ray, Ray, let's not do nothing stupid. I might be blind, but I ain't stupid. You get my back from upstairs. What? Get it. R right now? Now. Ray, man, we done been through a whole lot. Ray, now, wait a minute. I can explain everything. Now, look. Ray, Ray, think about what you're Ray, doing. Ray, wait, now you make it a big mistake. That cloud is promises that he can't keep your finger full of all of him. Hey, look, Ray, Ray, we make a new deal. Whatever makes you ask, dealers, you can lay the price now. You gonna break your neck going down these stairs by yourself? Hang on. Oh, man. Ray, I ain't never seen you do nothing like that, man. Never. That ain't nothing, Stephanie. Yes, Ray Charles was eccentric in his mannerisms, especially at the keyboard. I can imagine a performance in which Ray Charles would come across like a clown. But Fox correctly interprets the musician's body language as a kind of choreography in which he was conducting his music with himself instead of with a baton. Fox so accurately reflects my own images and memories of Ray Charles that I abandoned thoughts of how much like Charles he was and just accepted him as Ray Charles and got on with the story. His performance was so incredible that it earned him the Academy Award that year. The movie places Charles at the center of key movements in post-war music. After an early career in which he seemed to aspire to sound like Nat King Cole, he loosened up, found himself, and discovered a fusion between the gospel music of his childhood and the rhythm and blues of his teen years and his first professional gigs. The result was, essentially, the invention of soul music in early songs like I Got a Woman. Brown, he's gonna be my tour manager. Fat heading in with my tenor man. And now you. But you gotta do me a favor, Bean. You gotta always tell me the truth, right? just like you did before. Don't feel sorry for me just because I'm blind. How could I pity someone I admire? Can I play something for you? No. Yeah. No, Ray. Yeah, right Ragnar. Right no. Ragnar. Right Ray. Ray. It's right there. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, right. Now you go ahead and play. I'm gonna close these drapes. All right. I don't want no neighbors looking in. Okay. 
recording of that song. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. I don't know she's alright. I don't know she's alright. She's alright, she's alright. The movie shows him finding the sound in Seattle, his improbable destination after he leaves his native Georgia. Before and later, it returns for key scenes involving his mother, Aretha, who taught him not to be intimidated by his blindness, to dream big, to demand the best for himself. She had no education and little money, but insisted that he intend the school for the blind, which set him on his way. He ain't there. <laughs> Talk to me, son. I ain't no bad dream. I'm a part of you. Even all that dope couldn't keep me away. Mama, I kept my promise. You got strong, all right. Went places I never dreamed of. But you still became a cripple. Come here, baby. Come here. Now promise us, you never let nobody or nothing turn you into no cripple ever again. That you always stand on your own two feet. He heads for Seattle after hearing about the club scene. But why there and not New York City, Kansas City, Chicago, or New Orleans? Certainly his meeting with the Seattle teenager Quincy Jones was one of the crucial events in his life, as was his friendship with the dwarf MC Oberian, played by Warwick Davis, who turned him onto pot. here forever, Ray. Hey, look, it's my house. I'm not in prison yet. No, it's my house. You ain't been here more than six days since we moved in. No, Ray. No. Anita ain't gonna solve it. The only thing Whoa. that can help you is God, Ray. What you about my God? You have an idea how fast to go blind? You'd still be afraid of the dark. And everybody used to stand and pray just for a little light and you don't get nothing. Because God don't listen to people like me. Stop talking like that. As far as I'm concerned, me and God is even and I do what I damn well please. And God damn it, if I want to shoot up, I shoot up. Move. Well, then go ahead then. But you walk out that door, and I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago, Ray. I'm going to take my boys, and I'm going to leave. Boys, yes, not, I you're am. not going away. You, you, you have no place to go. No place? No. You think I'm scared of losing this? Ray, the only thing I was ever scared of losing was you. So where was I ever going to find another Ray Robinson? So I put up with some terrible stuff. And maybe that makes me part to blame, but I ain't scared no more. You know, I love no. you. I love you and no. those boys more than anything no. in this world. No, you that's know a that. damn lie, and you know it. You ever look at this? Really look at it, Ray. Ray Charles Jr.'s most valuable player. He was so proud this day. 
until you came home too loaded to go to his banquet. No, no, there is something that you love more than me and them boys, more than all the women you ever slept with on the road, more than all the dope you ever took. Your music. If you don't stop using that needle, they're going to take away your music and put you in jail. Is that poison worth losing everything? The movie follows Charles from his birth in 1930 until 1966, when he finally defeats his heroin addiction, and his story grows happier, but also perhaps less dramatic. By then, he had helped invent gospel, moved into the mainstream with full orchestration, had moved out of the mainstream into the heresy of country music, the anathema to a black musician, and had, in 1961, by refusing to play a segregated concert in Georgia, driven a nail in the corpse of Jim Crow in the entertainment industry.
We let you grow here, eh? Man, nobody's taking credit for your talent. But we nourished it. We let you do your thing. God damn it, we deserve better than this. You know what? Don't think that I'm appreciate everything you guys have done here, Jerry. I did. I'm, a, I'm very proud of the work that we've done here together, but Atlantic has done pretty good money-wise on my records, haven't they? Yes, we've done very well, Ray. Yeah, now you were the ones that taught me that making a record is business, and find the best business deal that you can. Now, 75 cents of every dollar and owning my own masters is a pretty damn good deal. Can you match it? Ray, we would love to match it, but we just can't. And that's a better deal than Sinatra gets. I'm very proud of you. Looks like those boys are going to get a taste of country. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be all right, man. You guys always do fabulous. Charles also fathered more children than the movie can tell you about with more women than the movie has time for, and yet the lifelong love and support of his wife, Della B. Robinson, played by Carrie Washington. The film is two and a half hours long, not too long for the richness of this story, but to cover the years between 66 and his death in 04 would have required more haste and superficial summary than Hackford and his writer, James L. White, are willing to settle for. When we leave him, Ray is safely on course for his glory years, although there is a brief set in 1979 where he receives an official apology from his home state of Georgia over the concert incident, and Georgia on My Mind is named as the state song. Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. Georgia on my mind. I said, a Georgia.
Charles's addictions were to drugs and women. He only beat drugs, but raised perceptive and not unsympathetic in dealing with his roving ways. Of the women we meet, the most important is his wife, Della B., played by Washington as a paragon of insight, acceptance, and a certain resignation. When one of his lovers dies, she asked him, what about her baby? You knew, says Charles. She knew everything. His two key Key affairs are with Anna Fisher, a blues singer, and Margie Hendricks, played by Regina King, a member of his backup group, The Raylettes. You know, I never got a record in one take before. Cookie sounds sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when it's happening, baby, I mean, it just feels right. I know what you mean. I got shivers in this studio. That's the same baby he can be. I have a question for all of you. How would you like to go on the road with me? Oh, what, you mean he don't listen to you? Uh, yeah, you better know he does. Look, don't worry about it. Brother Ray will take care of all of you, honey. Well, my mama taught me to take care of myself, honey. <laughs> well, is your mother here? No, she's not, but I speak for us. No, you don't. Okay, speak for us. How about uh, <clears throat> $20 a week? $20 a week. We'll take 40 20. each. 20 40 each? You heard me? No, 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 no. Uh, how about 25 25. We'll take 30. We'll take 25. You know what? 30. I better say yeah before you talk me out my drawers. <laughs> <laughs> 30. Is <laughs> deal? Oh, yeah. Oh, Margie, right? Yeah. Well, look, Margie, from now on, you guys are going to be called the Raylettes. Raylettes? Does that mean we have to let Ray? Oh, oh Lord, what am I going to do with you? I'm sure you'll think of something. reality was, but in the film we get the sense that Charles was honest after his fashion about his womanizing, and his women understood him, forgave him, accepted him, and were essential to him. Not that he was easy to get along with during the heroin years, but not that they were saints, but that all in all, whatever it was, it worked. On the road, says Margie, in a line that says more than it seems to, I'm Mrs. Ray Charles. The movie would be worth seeing simply for the sound of the music and the sight of Jamie Foxx performing it. That it looks deeper and gives us a sense of the man himself is what makes it special. Yes, there are moments when an incident in Ray's life instantly inspires a song. I doubt what I'd say translates so instantly from life to music. But Taylor Hackford brings quick sympathy to Charles as a performer and a man. And we remember that he directed and made Hail Hail Rock and Roll, a great documentary about Chuck Berry a performer whose onstage and offstage moves more than braced Hackford for this film. Ray Charles was quite a man. This movie not only knows it, but understands it. Here's an interview Jamie Foxx gave about playing Ray. How's this? And then lean to the left? No, no. No, lean to the right. Okay. I'm such a complex person. Oh, good, Kev. You know, something... Do my thing. 
There you go. I can do that. I was talking about your thing, yeah. which is just blew me away. Thanks. You know, because honestly, you know, you started off just comedy, and you're anytime. First, the first time I was like, no way, was Ali when I'm just like, I just don't think, you know. And then mm -hmm. it was just quite impressive. And very slowly, you're starting to show us your stuff, mm -hmm. breaking away from the comedy. Mm -hmm. And in this role, it it was just absolute. There are not words to describe your performance. Right. Right. But what I loved about um, uh, in the notes I was talking about. You actually got approval by Ray himself. Yeah, Can yeah. you talk about See, that? That's what you had to do, and that's what was great about this. Ray had worked along with this film with Taylor Hackett for 15 years. I mean, everything you see on that screen, he, with his own mouth and with his own uh, philosophies and how he felt that it should be played out, checked off on it. So the last checkoff was him meeting me. Now, when we met each other, he's playing the piano, I'm playing the piano, and we're singing the blues with each other. I mean, it's incredible. Then I hit a wrong note. And he says, now, why the hell would you do that? And I was like, I, and he says, listen, notes are right underneath the fingers. You got to take time to make sure you hit the right thing. You want your music to be great. And then I started to understand that with his sound, his sound, when it's harmonious, it's, it's, it's all the right notes. So uh, he challenged me, and then once I got it, he said, the kid's got it. And then once I got that, I ran with it. Oh, well, but you must think, going into that, though, you're a pretty good piano player yeah, and everything, yeah, but then yeah. you're sitting next to Ray, though. Yeah. Are you, like, sweating? Yeah, a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like uh, you don't want to uh, you don't want to blow it. I mean, yeah. There's a chance, yeah. you know, for this guy is really, he's really, in a sense, at that time, yeah. if you look at it in retrospect, he was yeah. walking off into the sunset. Yeah. He was saying, this is my last go-round. I want this to be protected, too. Everything that I've done, I've made sure that it was perfect. Yeah. You know, the genius of Ray Charles and now here, I meet a person, I gotta know that when I leave this life yeah. that this is gonna be protected. So you feel that. And when he walked out of that room, he was really letting you know. He said, I think I think we're gonna be all right. But it didn't stop there because you actually went and to the school for blind to try to Yeah, but it, it, going to the school of blind really didn't help. You know why? Because Ray Charles didn't act blind at all. He didn't yeah. have a seeing eye dog, he didn't have a cane. He never let you think that he was blind. He would say, did you see the Laker game last night? Or did you see that shot last night? So he always remained the person who says, I'm not going to allow this handicap to make me uh, feel like I'm less than, and I'm not going to have people like, you know, falling all over for me because they think just because I'm blind, I can't be, the, or that I'm less of a man. Yeah. So what was the actual, you got the walk, you got the talk. Yeah. What was the toughest part? Though? The toughest part? I would say the toughest part was losing the weight. I walk around at like 190. And uh, I lost 30 pounds. I was 157 pounds because at that time, you know, in the 40s and 50s, nobody was going to Bally's and working out. Yeah. And so, and then Ray Charles had a certain thing how the clothes laid on him, laid on his shoulders, and so uh, it was. That was the toughest part. And then it was just a matter of crunching down the impersonation to just, you know, you know the thing, that real quiet. And when you get it quiet that way on that big screen, you really feel those small moments. Those small moments become big to you. This is my favorite Ray Charles song. Enjoy. I guess if you say so, 
tuning in with us tonight on the Final Word Podcast here on blogtalkradio.com. We hope you'll tune in to the next installment of our Black History Month Film Festival series as we review 1978's Foxy Brown. You can reach out to us on our social media platforms on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Final Word Podcast on Twitter at the Final Word POD. And remember to follow us here on blogtalkradio.com where we provide you a place to stream or download current or past shows onto your mobile device or computer. So tune into our next show, and let's see who gets the final word. Good night, everybody.